I think everybody today is aware of the violence, the the polarity that we see in society, discrimination that we see, and actually a lot of bias playing out in decisions. So it's very hard at times for people to have hope. But I'm here to, today in this particular episode, we're here to talk about ways that you can be involved, ways you can make a difference, and ways you can step up. It doesn't matter. This is made for youth, but it, it doesn't matter uh, who you are or how old you are, you can still step up and be part of a massive change in how things get done for the better. So I'm delighted to have Jessica Murray with me. We're going to talk to her in a second. This is the Inspirational Insights Podcast. My name is Donna Jones. I specialize in transformational insights that inform both transformational strategies uh, in companies as well as at the global level and also for personal growth and, and personal evolution, so local to global. Jessica, I am really delighted to have you here. Saji Prellis, in our previous conversation on Search for Common Ground, told us about your work. Of course, I learned about it in Stockholm when I was there this spring. Tell us about Battle for Humanity. Where? What is it? What, tell, us, tell us all about it, if you would, please. Yeah, so Battle for Humanity is a mobile game that takes users and young people on a hero journey in the real world. So it's about empowering youth and equipping youth to make a change using gameplay. And so this idea kind of came a couple years ago when we first, actually, when I first came to search, my background was in awareness campaigns. So I'm a social change communication expert, and so I love awareness campaigns and all that kind of stuff. And as soon as I got to search for common ground, I was like, oh my goodness, we need some kind of campaign for peace. Because what we found was, or what I personally found was that peace was incredible. It wasn't what the world says peace is, which is kind of this fluffy, intangible thing. But, you know, peace was, peace was not quiet. Peace was not the absence of voices or the absence of grievances or even the absence of conflict. It was this really powerful thing. Conflict is an indicator that there's a problem, but it's also a chance to fix it and transform it. I'm sure Saji talked about Search for Common Ground before, but it's all about transforming conflict. We basically use creative means to bring people together and expose their shared humanity, but also their shared needs and goals. And like, how do you get there? How do you solve these big societal problems? How do you achieve these goals anywhere from personal to societal? And I was convinced that my generation, so I'm a millennial, and the younger generation would really get behind this cause that we just weren't talking about it right. We weren't, we weren't selling it. The way that we talk about peace only attracts, was only attracting young people who are already interested in peace which is a very small niche, depending where you are in the world, sometimes it's a little bit bigger. But generally, we're missing the activist youth that wanted to stand for something, that wanted to do something. We're missing the youth that were on the fence of violence, that were being recruited into violence. And we're missing youth that were just bored, that hadn't really found their passion yet, but who was and is really successful at recruiting young people are violent and extremist groups. So where the rest of the world often treats youth as either villains or victims when it comes to violence, you know, we rarely give youth a seat at the table when it comes to any kind of decision making. And then you'll have a violent extremist group come in and say, you know what, I'm going to put a weapon in your hand and you never have to feel helpless again. And so we started to think, 
what if we could give youth that same sense of power, that same sense of connection, that same sense of belonging? What if we could make youth feel like they really matter, make them feel like a hero and take them on a bona fide hero journey? And so th that's where this all started, as we started to look at things that young people are really passionate about. So <laughs> we looked at the modern archetype for a hero, which is an Avengers, Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, Fortnite, to social media elements, to gamification, and then the one device that's always on them, unless they're in the shower, their phone. And really, that's where Battle for Humanity was born. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm excited by this because I think that tech can help us be better at hum, being human. And I think also the game science is really inform, really helps inform and dig deeper into the intrinsic motivation that we have within us. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. What have you learned about conflict along the way? I think it's really interesting. The, the thing that I find most interesting is, is how we deal with conflict and really... Um, the thing that hit me most when I first came to search is that you don't have to change your beliefs or your identity. You change how you respond to conflict. And I think that's such a powerful thing because I think when we get in arguments with people, we feel that we have to change. But really at that point of time, if we can change how we respond to somebody, that's what can have a transformational effect on a relationship or a situation or a problem. It's funny because I kind of test out this kind of stuff all the time. So as I was talking to you about before, what's often modeled in um, society, whether it's media, we've become a media, we've become a society of where we celebrate basically insulting each other and the clap back. And the, I guess in the hippo terms is like, oh, that was such a great clap back, which means someone came at us, we came at them and we insulted them more and we just go tit for tat. What's often modeled is that you only have two choices when you're in a conflict situation. You either fight or you flight. Both of those responses to conflict can be very harmful. So with fight, if you're aggressive, most likely you will get retaliation. You'll get retaliation from that. And just the cycle of violence continues. Even if you're verbally aggressive, you'll put some on the defense. If you're passive, you flight, you're, you become a bystander. You don't speak up when you're supposed to. You don't say things. And that can also be harmful to groups of people and even, and even yourself. But in between those fight or flight, there's all these different responses that you can have that can actually de-escalate a situation, that can help solve a problem, can help create, a, create an ally. That's what we're trying to do in battle is actually give young people some simple steps and some simple techniques so that they can make social change, but in a constructive way. The way I like to think about it is, is that peace building or like common ground activism as we like to call it, is really about stop and go. So it's about stopping the threat of violence, whether that violence is emotional, physical, or structural in the sense of oppression, but it's also about go. It's also about moving society forward. So we believe that our inability to deal with difference actually stops us from making progress on every single issue we face, whether it's the economy, whether it's education, whether it's health, um, the environment, we all have to be able to collaborate and work together and attack the problem and not the person in order to, to achieve, you know, achieve greatness. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Certainly in my own work, the, the more different people that come together, the more different thinking that comes together, the better the solutions that, that emerge because of that capacity to take people, everything in. But there's also a challenge associated with that. And that, that's what the, what's the mindset that comes with it. 
Now tell me about Battle for Humanity in terms of the user experience. What, what would a user experience, if I, if I turned any one of my incredibly genius young people in my, in my world and said, you know, look, th- here's the place to go. And I've, I've got a couple now because I'm seeing more and more coming up on, on Facebook, apart from the ones that I, I mentor or, or uh, I'm not sure what the word is, but I'm there for, let's just say it that way, saying what's going on in the world today? What do we do? What, what would they experience if, they, if, they, if I pointed them to Battle for Humanity? Battle for Humanity, what the, how the first, so let me tell you how the pilot worked, because we're actually going to make, we've learned a lot from the pilot, so we're going we're gonna to change it. But the pilot was really simple. So you join the battle, you sign the pledge, you know, you get your profile set up. And from there, you can choose missions to do in real life that help you fight violence, hate, and injustice and just give you the tools to make positive change in your community. And so missions were broken up into get smart, get loud, get bold. So get smart missions are all around building your skills. So it could be anything from research a marginalized group in your area to go into Facebook and find someone you disagree with. And instead of arguing with them, ask them why it is they feel the way they do. To uh, loud missions are all around raising awareness. It could be anything from send out a tweet about an underreported stat to start a campaign on your college campus against sexual-based violence. And then we also had a lot of missions that kind of encourage contact theory. Contact theory is about not just reaching out and helping somebody who is different than you, but actually engaging them as a partner to accomplish something together. And so a lot of our missions are around that. Our Get Bold missions, it'd be anywhere from start clothing drive for refugees in your house of worship to go shoot hoops with the kids after school to uh, maybe get together with your local police station and try to do a cook-off or try to kind of build some of those bonds together there. And so there's missions that you could choose from. And then what you do is you'd choose a mission, go out and do the mission, take a picture of yourself doing it, upload it into the app, and the app would give it a battle filter. So it would basically mark it for its heroic deed. And then you could share it on social media as well with, within the app. In the, in the home feed. So you could see youth from all over the world that were doing similar missions to you. So that was our pilot, but, uh, and, we've learned, uh, and we've learned some really great and interesting things around that. And so we're actually going to make some major pivots and shifts for our next version that we're really excited about. And what's the timing for that? The timing is as soon as we raise the, the funds to build it. We're, we're hoping to raise funds to get the next version off the ground within the next six months is our, is our hope to start. Crowdsourcing or? We have, we're, we're still working on our strategy for that. Right now, we're really looking at individual, individual giving, so in a way, crowdsourcing. Just because it's, this is such an innovation, it hasn't been done before, that um, sometimes it's a little difficult to find kind of traditional funding because things want, people want a really proven method. We're really just looking for individuals that have a heart to kind of experiment and learn with us as we go on this journey. Oh, I can so relate to that dilemma. I mean, I have concluded that I am not, for any of my innovative projects, I am not going to old money because the thinking is still linear and transformation does not take place with linear thinking. It takes place with the kind of thinking you're bringing to it, which is creative it comes at it a different way. And it's, you know, I mean, in earlier you said, you know, the simplest part of it really is, is that it's how you respond. It, that is the simplest piece of wisdom ever. But meanwhile, we turn it into this battle of polarities and 
and all of this, I'm right, you're wrong. You know, that, that clap back, by the way, if that's a new word for me, I'll put that in my <laughs> interesting file. <laughs> Who knew? So, so, but, but really this is the opportunity we have today is to step up, step in and participate, you know, be a part of the solution. So I love what you're doing now. I know you're doing more than this in social change. You want to talk about that or is there anything else we should pick up around battle for humanity? Yeah, and just to say kind of what you're saying, I um what I what I really love about this day like common ground activism, like I said, it's it's really peace building, but common ground activism, what I really love about it is it gives people and and youth ways to attack the problem, not each other, but it also really gives us ways to create allies. So I think that we live under this lie. So I was actually an athlete and I played volleyball. And I think this is a metaphor for like all of life. But we think that like life is like sports where you have one team, you have the other team and then one team wins and then you get to go home in your own bus and celebrate and it's over. But in reality, like we have to live with people that we don't agree with. And sometimes we try so hard to win that we, we lose we lose the war. One of our first steps for Battle for Humanity, we say to strategize, armor up, and aim true. So strategize is set your objective. Like, what are you trying to achieve? Are you trying to make the other side lose? But will that help you achieve your goal? And so shift your objective from making them lose to, one, make them an ally, stop or prevent harm, and to solve a problem. If your objective is to make them an ally so that you can that you can achieve at the end of the day, whatever your big thing that you need to achieve is, it's going to change the way that you talk to people and the way that you, you treat people, because, you know, if you hurt them in this moment, they'll be less likely to help you down the road. And then armor up is a lot about resilience. So you choose how things affect you and you choose how you respond in a situation. So you hold that power. And then aim true is all about attacking the problem. So attacking the problem, not the person. Keep your eye on the prize. So focus on what's important to them versus your separate positions. And then reassess and reload. It's, it doesn't happen in a day. Like just because you, you, know, you didn't find that common ground that day didn't mean that you didn't take a step closer to it. So keep trying, keep working, and be innovative and try, and try new ways of, of solving the problem. And so we believe that those three steps can really be applied to just about any conflict situation, whether it's a personal conflict that you're having with you know, your sister-in-law or if it's something in the community or, or worldwide to strategize, armor up, and aim true. So those are the three the steps, just to recap, strategize. Strategize, armor up, and aim true. And what I like about the aim true thing, I mean, I think about it in terms of decision making, but it's about focus. What am I focused on? So, and, and make that a higher goal rather than a lower goal. So rather than making it, uh, I'm going to win over, I'm going to, a suppression or oppression kind of goal, you're making it, no, how can we make this a more unified approach to getting things done? So love that. I also know that connection is something that we're missing in society as a whole. You know, connection, I'm talking to young people who are working 80 hours a week or some ridiculous figure and they're losing touch with who they are and themselves. So there's this whole thing about connecting to each other. And that's a very much a part of, of um, at least from the mental side, the, the depression statistics are about loss of connection on many levels. So are you finding that when people are playing Battle for Humanity, they're getting reconnected with themselves or they're getting reconnected with others? What are the spin-off social benefits that you're seeing? It was really interesting because when we first set out to do battle and the way that I first described it to you just now with our pilot, we really set out to make a community. 
that people could interact with. But what we found was that we were trying to manufacture a community. Instead of letting it grow organically, usually, you know, when you think of some of these communities, it grows with shared values and experiences. And so with the next version of the game, like we want to give youth more of that more of that actual experience and build their self-efficacy through gameplay. So take them. So the next version of the game will have more gameplay within the app that allows, like, uses interactive story games and and story gameplay where they can practice making decisions and behavior around certain conflicts and actually see the consequences play out through that. And so. As well as, uh, so there'll be interactive story games and there'll be missions associated with real life. So youth can practice what different responses uh, they can have to a conflict and then actually go out and do it, go out and do it in, in the real world. Because what we've seen, and a lot of the teens I've talked to, it's so, so many youth have want to make a difference and want to make change. I, um, I presented to about six freshman high school students or sorry, six, six classes of freshman high school students. And so it was like 120 kids. And in the beginning of each class, I asked them what their hope for the world was. And it was incredible to hear all of their hopes and dreams from anywhere to like, we just want, you know, each other to all accept each other to like, hate, and then, you know, neoliberalism and like all these things that these 14 year olds are coming up with these really complex topics that they know a lot about and care about. And then I asked how many of them felt like they could do something about it right then and there. And I only had two kids out of 120 over those few days that actually felt like they could do something. And so, so we really want to look more at that personal hero journey. And we know that behavior change happens not through getting information, but having experiences and allowing you to have those experiences within the game so that they can be more empowered to actually do have those same kind of experiences and go out and do things in in real life. Okay. That helps a lot. Cause I know one of the things I'm wrestling with is the gap between awareness and action. Certainly on the personal transformation level where I'm working with a lot of different people and communities as well, you know, they get the awareness idea of God, this is what we want to do, but then that's just inertia. Yeah. So it's just a massive gap. And, and what, what, uh, what are you seeing? What, what is the engaging arc in your experience? So this is this is the gap that we're trying to fill with this next version, because what we found was that youth got on the app and they were excited to change the world. And a lot of them did a lot of the really small things, but no one really touched any of the bigger things. And so we feel that like we need to build that self-efficacy more. We need to build that empowerment to feel like you can you can do that and and get them excited about it. And so I'll let you know, I'll let you know after this next version, like if we're able to fill that gap, like wanting that change of like actually wanting to do something to actually doing something and what it takes to fill that gap. So we think that we have a pretty strong theory, but, but we'll definitely let you know how it goes. That would be, that would be great. I mean, I know that, that what I'm seeing is that in, in spite of the facts in some places say, well, I don't understand how that would work, but when people know they can call on someone else who's already been through this kind of, especially on these big issues, it's like we need more strength. We need more, there's a, a more solid energy pool to draw from because these big issues are, are big and they're gnarly and they, and they don't uh, get approached easily. You know, they're not friendly to approach. So you, you kind of, and you also have a tenta- an idea that if you do a little bit, then it's not enough. 
So, so there's a bit of burnout always involved in the sense that you're always trying to do more. So I think the idea of having people be able to come online and, you know, be able to give each other kudos and just keep building the strength up along the way is, is kind of helpful. I'm, I'm a bit reminded of my colleagues in Kashmir who I met in Stockholm when Saji was around the table and, and she's doing some research work in Kashmir. And, and meanwhile, there's some amazing entrepreneurs elsewhere on this program who are building entrepreneurial initiatives out of Kabul. Uh, now it's spreading to Baghdad, to all these post-conflict countries. And, and at the same time, you know, somebody else that's also on the program has been introduced. So these, both these play, players, one in India, one in uh, Afghanistan, are now in touch with someone in Kashmir to try and make a difference to extremely long-term, war-term, you know, war-torn country. And I th- this, is, this is how it, I think it happens. It's just people connecting with other people. You're not alone. It's a bigger community out there, and everybody's going to have your back. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, and I think you were kind of asking me about this before with my other hat that I wear is with with social change communication. And I think it's so important that any of the things that we put out, whether it's a game or whether it's a message or a campaign or whatever, really reflects really reflects who the audience is that we're talking to. I think it's a, I am to really make it attractive. I think it's I think it's a common mistake that many of us make. I mean, it's it's a very easy mistake to say, like, oh, I'm going to make something. What would I want? But really, in reality, you know, it doesn't matter what we think or what we find interesting or the words that we use. All that matters is what the audience thinks, what they find interesting, the words they use, you know, what they spend their time doing. What do they wake up thinking about? And why? And like, that's a question that we ask ourselves on the creative side of things. We're like, okay, like, why, why do you join communities in the beginning? And now we're asking, why do you play games? The biggest difference for me between marketing and social change communication is I like to look at it as a branding and tattooing. Branding is very top down, right? So you have you as a company or as an organization, as a person, you have your brand, you need to be consistent with your brand, it's your promise to your customer, and you kind of impose that brand. And and that's and that's what a lot of marketing is. The problem is, how do you feel when you get a knock at your door and you open it and you realize someone's trying to sell you something? Anytime you know someone's trying to sell you something, you put your walls up, you put your guard up. With social change communication, it should be much more like tattooing because you the goal is you want you don't want to impose a brand that's very top down. You want the audience to have ownership over your messages and you know your stories and everything that they see themselves reflected in it, and it's much more horizontal. So they see something that they say, "I want that a part of my identity," and so that's really what we try to do is make it really focus on who they are, what they care about, and and see how we can frame it. And so there's all these like different techniques and stuff we use to be like creative to come up with that. But I think that there needs to be a lot more tattooing in the social change world rather than a lot of us trying to impose some of our our ideas and our language in ways that comes across really as marketing as selling as selling something, which makes people less likely to trust it. Totally. I think, I think also what, we're, what you're speaking to is a very intrinsic source of, of motivation or of inspiration as opposed to trying to go for the incentive. And while we know, you know, in terms of, of the Americans in the United States, incentives are, work really well, uh, they don't work well in other places quite the same way. So bringing it back to the center 
is something that's going to cover globally. Now, we talked at one point about local to global. You're, you're pulling back to do work more in the U.S., but it still has a global direction and application, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, our vision is always that Battle will be a, a global platform to use. And our beta testers, we actually had beta testers from 80 countries that signed up to beta test Battle for us, which is awesome. And so our, our goal is always to be global. We just found that like <laughs> the goals and reality sometimes have a, have, a, have a large gap between them. So it was very difficult. So you think of all, um, so it just really came down to some technical stuff for one that it's very hard to test an application with all the different Androids and all the different types of environments. And also, you know, we want to get, there's a lot going on in the U.S. right now. For version two, the, we're, we're taking a lot of our inspiration from chat fiction and interactive story games, which are the hottest trending apps with U.S. teens right now. I mean, um, I think chat fiction got 20 million teens reading like 10 billion stories in um, six months. And interactive story games are are growing each month. I think they're one of the most popular apps in the App Store. And so it's what U.S. teens are doing. And so it just seems like kind of the perfect storm for us to try try this with the new version. Yeah, sounds excellent. So this is an opportunity for any of you private investors who are either coming from traditional or from more innovative stances in your in your worldview to step up and support something like Battle for Humanity. It'd be, it'd be most appreciated. So lots of opportunity to help help out here, redesign the world we want. Anything else we should pick up on your social side? So you can, um, so you can find me or um, more information at battleforhumanity.com. So that's battle number four humanity.com. You can also find your, uh, my email there. So if you email me there, I will, I will, um, I will find you. I'll, I'll write you back. I promise. We also have an Instagram account and Twitter and um, Facebook, which is again, battle for humanity. So the number four, like I said, we're kind of in our transition because we're kind of going from our pilot to looking for this new version, but um, we're always looking for advisors. So yes, if you are, um, if you're someone who's interested in investing in this kind of technology for young people, especially um, in the U S coming up, you know, please reach out if you're a, a game designer or we're also looking for advisors or just a youth activist. We, we also have a, a, we're also building up our youth council of advisors again. So there's lots of ways to get involved. Yes. And lots of brilliantly talented people out there as well. Anything else you'd like to add about your other work that you do in the social change? Cause you know, again, because you're using creativity to, to do the pivot, which I think is brilliant. Is there anything else you'd like to pick up on there and share? Hmm. On the social change communication side, I think it's mainly just that, that we are really just focusing on the audience and looking into social change communication. And I think it's something, I think the interesting thing about that is it's really cross-cultural. So the last workshop I did was in Colombia. And I actually did three workshops in Colombia, and I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and so you're like, how? and it was funny because that's like my number one rule is like speak your audience's language. And I, I literally did not speak their language. But I had one of those instant translation things kind of or translators helping me through it. And it was so incredible for me because in all the trainings in Colombia, there were there was young youth activists. And so for them, it was within those three days, they were able to come up with a campaign and it was incredible because some of our techniques, we use things like 
we create personas of like who our audience is and we make sure to ask them questions. It's just such a fun thing to do. So I really encourage people to look into social change communication and how to be creative. I think, okay, so that will be what I'll add is just on how to be creative. I think it's really important, one, to get out of your own headspace. So to create these personas, to ask them questions, to ask questions like, Joey's your persona. What What's the most important thing to Joey? And um, if it's status or if it's, you know, whatever it is, okay, then what are symbols of status in Joey's life that he would associate with status? And different ways to just get out of the box. And also, it's really important to set aside time to be creative. When I need to do something creative, I set apart a half a day to a day to just like, and that's my time to just like think and do whatever I need to get into that headspace. And I think often we um, get so caught up, we regurgitate terms that we use all the time and we forget to take time to disrupt those terms and to start with a fresh blank piece of paper. I do that all the time. Even if I've written something, you know, a million times, sometimes I need a blank piece of paper and just to start over, just so you allow yourself to look at something differently and to think of things that you haven't thought about before. I think we get in routines of trying to accomplish things all the time instead of being strategic and creative about it. And we don't make as big of an impact as we could have if we were strategic and creative. So take time to be creative because I think that's where we'll have the biggest impact. Great counsel, great advice. Thank you for being on the program. I'm going to encourage anybody listening to this program to go and talk to somebody who you don't see eye to eye with and or who looks different or feels different in some way and ask them curious questions to open up a conversation and find out who they are. I know certainly for me it's been wonderful to do that. And uh, so thank you very much, Jessica, for being on the program. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. I've been watching the Singularity University X Prize talks the last yesterday at least and or today as well. And one of the points made about artificial intelligence is that weakness doesn't cover empathy, which is something humanities can humanity can do, humans can do. Although you would note from the decisions being made through the as well, the disappearance of, of um of a journalist and also the kinds of decisions that are being made by nations that suppress their people even further there's a shortage of empathy across the boards. So we have an opportunity as citizens, we have an opportunity as professionals to really come at this in a different way and to recognize that we do have the power to to design the destiny ahead of us, to make a difference. And so this is a call to action to do so, to really step forward and join the other either social entrepreneurs or people who have innovations such as the one Jessica's described, Battle for Humanity, where we can be our better selves in the world today and, and not wait for others to lead the way, but be the leaders ourselves. I want to thank you for listening to this program. I'm not sure if this is going to be the last episode or not. I'm making that decision now. Uh, but I do want to thank you very much for listening in and ask you to share this if you found it inspirational and gain some insights from it. My name is Donna Jones. My website's from insighttoaction.com. It's being redesigned as we speak, which is exciting. And I'm also available for speaking workshops on decision-making leadership and particularly when working transformationally towards organizational redesign and global change. Thank you.